and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome. Welcome to day four. We're on day four already. Gosh, this has gone really fast, hasn't it? Day four of Eden Fest. Um, and tonight we've got an absolute superstar for you. She is um, really talks the talk, walks the walk and is absolutely brilliant coach um, and is fascinated by mindset and all of the off horse things as well as the on. So um, we're going to, I'll introduce you in a moment to our guest for tonight. But um, before we do, some few bits and pieces for you. Um, so remember, if you want to be part of the competition to win a year's free subscription to Eden, a T-shirt, here's a, here's a, I am wearing tonight, a Flying Changes coaching T-shirt. Um, you can have round or V-neck. You can choose black or navy. And then on the back, that you can see on the back, it's got the lovely logo as well. And tonight I have matching nails to go with the T-shirt as well. Um, but yes, yeah, so you can win that. And a 90-day journal, which is one of these journals behind me here. So all of that's worth over £200. So if you want to win that in the competition, what you have to do is make sure that you do each daily challenge. So we'll put something in that's either been like, um, describe your horse in a GIF, um, tell us in emojis what your goal is, tell us your first memory of riding and that kind of thing. So you need to do those. And then each one of these videos, you need to comment below with it. And each day has a keyword. So I'll just quickly run you through the keywords again so that you can remember them. So day one, that was with Nadia. The keyword was present. Now, don't just put the keyword. You've got to put a sentence or something that incorporates that. Uh, day two was with Sue, and the comment is honest. Day three is uh, was with Jake, and that was about challenges, so the word is overcome. And tonight, um, you need to listen into this live, and you need to comment with something that uses the word own. Own, O-W-N, to own, my own um because that's going to be tonight so we're going to be talking about only your goals tonight and goals is a massively complex and uh fascinating topic it can also be made to be really boring and dull and dry um by some people but i can assure you that tonight we will not be discussing well we might discuss smart goals but that is not what it's all about tonight those need to be chucked in the bin quite frankly uh, we're going to be discussing really great goal stuff so um the other thing is just to make sure you get your final reminders of everything that you need in the bot. Um, you need to make sure you're getting things through. If you're not getting things through in Messenger, in Facebook Messenger, you just go in and type the word resume and it will start sending you things again. Um, also, if you haven't interacted with it within 24 hours, what it does is it stops talking to you. This, it gets a little bit a little bit upset if you haven't talked to it in 24 hours. So if you haven't clicked on a link or responded or anything and you're wondering why we've suddenly gone quiet on you, that'll be why. So the best thing to do is go in and either click on something or resume so that you get the information back again. And then also the final part of the competition um, that I forgot to tell you about. So you've got to do your words. You've got to do your um, comments, um, the challenges. And then you also need to book your action plan call if you haven't already. Now, you only need to book your action plan call if you're interested in joining Eden Mastermind, which is a 12 week transformational program, you can find out more about that. It's a free, no obligation call. We're going to talk about what it is that you want and how you're going to get there. You don't need to book an action plan call if you're either on Mastermind or you've spoken to me about it already, unless you are going to say, yeah, I want to go ahead with it now, in which case, fine, contact us. Um, so you can still enter the competition without booking the action plan call if you've already had one or you're already on Mastermind. That's absolutely fine. If not, book in that call and we'll have a chat. So um, that's everything from that perspective. So tonight, um, I'm very pleased to introduce to you Amy Blount. Now, Amy is a dressage rider, a coach. She's also done things like endurance. I think she's done a bit of eventing as well. She loves being a little bit unconventional. But in being unconventional, that has meant she has achieved things that people didn't think she could, stuff she didn't think she could. And it's also meant that she's been super resilient, overcome some big challenges herself and also created something that other people aren't doing yet that she's finding really successful. So Amy's going to tell you more about that. So I'll welcome in Amy now. Hi, Amy. Welcome. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Also one of our um, Eden Flying Changes Mindset ambassadors and a mentor to some of our guys as well, aren't you, Amy? Yep, I am indeed. And you? 
been with us a few years now, I think, haven't you? Yeah, a, a couple. I think this is like yeah. coming into my second year now. It is, it is indeed. Um, so tell us a little bit then about where, a bit about you, what you've done, where you've been, what's different, how on earth you got involved with flying changes, you know, what, what was the last, well, longer than a few years, because you've been riding all your life, been about for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was I was born and bred into a horsey family. Uh, my parents bred horses, so I tended we tended to sort of allow the horses to tell us what they wanted to do, um, which is how I got involved with doing so many different spheres. Um, I you know I had the horse that I did compete at national level endurance whilst riding at sort of grassroots national level eventing. Um, did all the pony club stuff um, and then kind of found myself going down the dressage route as I got a bit older more because that's what the horses wanted to do and I, I used to hate dressage really if I'm honest <laughs> um, and I did it I got into it because they said I needed better scores of editing so off I tootled and then someone was like yeah you should try a bit harder at the dressage stuff and so I did, and I think because I've ridden a lot of different horses, um, I was quite versatile. So things like talent spotting and things like that appealed to me because I really liked swapping horses. Um, and yeah, then I decided to do horses as a career um, and moved. I originally from sort of Shropshire, Worcestershire borders, uh, and moved down here in Hampshire to do to work on the stud where I gained loads of experience um, again rode lots of different horses and then I got kicked in the knee actually um, after about four years of being there um, which required me to have keyhole on it so whilst I was off not being able to ride I decided to take my UKCC level three um, which I've always coached I always that's everything that I always wanted to do that um, but that really got me hooked and particularly that's when sort of the I've always been keen on the mindset stuff but that's where I learned how to really help people performance profile and get you know get really clear about where they want to go and how they want to do it um, and then yeah I went, I went freelance after that set up by myself um started to to build a business really and um then it was sort of probably i don't know four years after that um that i kind of business and it'd been great um but what i hadn't realized i was doing was actually um creating a small monster that was eating most of my time and not actually allowing me to ride um and gradually the balance started to tip and I think that's probably now in hindsight and having worked with you, um, I now realise that perhaps that's where I started to go wrong. I didn't know where the boundary was. I had to make a living and I was having a great time doing it, but I sacrificed the my riding for it in a way. Um, and then in 2019, this is that's when I actually applied to be a Flying Changes Ambassador. And the reason I did that was because there was a series of little run-up of events that started to... So I had a really rough year with the horses. Um, you know, I had a couple of lameness issues. Um, and I, I'd had a... I remember specifically, and if I don't think I had realised this at the time, ha, 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 um, I had a car accident in the summer. And it, I remember it happening and, and just... I kept ploughing on like everything. I just kept ploughing on through. And then I got selected to ride at Home International. I did that in October. And then literally two weeks later, two days later, sorry, um, I got kicked in the head. Um, and that now was the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Um, <laughs> because actually then what I did was start to um, finally sit up and pay attention to what the universe was trying to tell me um, and get my life in a better balance. And that's when I decided to reach out to you um, because I wanted... I needed help. I didn't know what I needed help with. I didn't know where I needed to go with it, but I needed some kind of direction because I liked what I was doing, but it was just, I had no control over it, basically. Um, and since then, it's kind of just gone from strength to strength, actually. <laughs> um, it's given me the opportunity to sort of uh, build on what I was doing, but recreate it in a way that's manageable. Yeah, and we're going to get more into that later on. So brought you on tonight to talk about goals because obviously as you said you you it's not been the conventional route you've done all sorts of different things um you've taken unconventional horses into conventional um uh disciplines and you have gone further than you thought you would with them and you've also achieved goals in many other ways but you haven't done that by setting smart goals now have you and just sticking to that 
So tell us a little bit about some of the unconventional stuff that you you've managed to achieve. Um, so probably my one of my biggest and uh, probably my proudest achievements um, is that I've actually so one of the horses we bred was an Anglo Arab, fifteen one Anglo Arab. I'm actually five foot nine, so fairly tall person, um, and he was bred to do endurance. Um, he was going to be my next endurance horse, and I've been totally honest, he hated it every second of it. He hated getting his feet wet. He hated going the distance. I mean, I, I think the most I got to. 10 miles and he was just not interested at all um so he was supposed to be my dad's horse at one point and he said his trot was too bouncy um so i said well oh, I do I'll try, I'll, yeah yeah it's not going to go no it's going to be not the most comfortable so i said well let's i'll try and event him and again didn't really like getting his feet wet so we went down the dressage route and he was fairly he was he, he definitely showed more promise than the others uh, and he was the most difficult to ride because he was the sharpest and uh, i fell off him so much so much <laughs> um and i basically then when i moved down here i brought him with me because i had to choose which one i was going to take and i was like he I'll, I'll just give it a go and he was working at sort of novice elementary level um and he's typical he moved very very typical arab wide behind Croup high, quite on the forehand. Oh, he had a nice trot. <laughs> um, and so I decided to work with him with with, with um, the people I work for. And he, I just started to train him up through the levels. And I never, at that point, I didn't. I was just sort of going with the flow. And I was a bit like, wow, this would kind of be good if we could just kind of move. Because I'd never done dressage before. I didn't know what I was doing. And it wasn't until I kind of got, I taught him changes. So at medium level, he got to medium level, we really plateaued. Um, and I was a bit, I got stuck there, I think, because I wasn't setting any goals. I was kind of like, I just need to get, I need to keep improving, but I hadn't really got a clear path. And because he was unconventional, I think I probably set my own limits. And I was like, yeah, but he's not going to be a world beater. And the story I used to tell myself was that I'd turn up to competitions and, yeah, or trainings and we went to high performance camps and things that we got selected for. And I'd say, yeah, he's not going to be a world beater, but he's teaching me loads. Um, and it wasn't until actually I went to a lesson with one lady and she was like, she just literally had none of it. Like, she didn't say that, but she absolutely did dismiss the idea that I'd said that. And I remember being like, hmm, she's off with me um she didn't say anything she just was like yeah well you know okay fine let's see what you got and off I went and she really pushed us like she really pushed us in the lesson it was a really good lesson and I was like oh that was quite good that was really good and then from there I started to build on this idea that maybe we're not limited to medium so I went back and I said to my trainer I said right I really want teaching changes I think we need to crack on and then once I taught him the changes I was like right we're going, we're going to go PSG. And suddenly I'd started to get a vision that actually the impossible was possible. Um, and that's kind of, uh, that is my like main ethos in life with everybody, with all my clients and my horses, you know, don't limit your challenges, challenge your limits. Um, and that's what he taught me um, was to believe what, what you believe you can achieve. And I really felt like suddenly I could, I could actually do this. And because he was like, he was my pony club pony. I rode him bare back at camp. Like, you know, and I played polo cross on him and I did try to do endurance on him. And here we were in our, in our tails doing, in, you know, I got him to into one. Um, and not only did he just, he didn't just go to into one, he was placed at a national championship into one um, against some serious smaller horses. Um, and I think I started then to really knuckle down on this. You have to have a structure and a system. And it's no good saying, yeah, I really want to do that, but not putting in the processes to get there. Um, it yeah. wasn't just about the outcome. And I think until, well, I need to get a place. I need to qualify for this. I need to go. I need to be on teams. That's what everybody does. That's what you should be doing. Um, and actually, it when once he did the changes and he, he was really good at them, it was like, actually, what could I do? What are the options here? What are the opportunities for me? Um, and then suddenly, I, I it, like it was like, yeah, actually, I can do this. We can do this. Um, so with my little Anglo Arab that was moving wide behind and proved high, um, yeah, we, we, we I learned lots from him. And I think it was really potentially. I didn't go down the whole doing these juniors young riders route because I didn't have a horse that could do it. But actually, ultimately, that set me up the best because I was I could ride lots of different horses 
and actually get a tune out of it because I've learned to ride on something that couldn't naturally do it. Um, but that didn't yeah. mean that it yeah. wasn't possible. And I absolutely love the phrase that you came up with there, which is, I don't know whether you use this phrase or whether it's one you just came up with, which is that I changed from should to could. I change from what should I be doing, which is always external, isn't it? The, the idea of should, and we were talking about this, oh, in fact, all week we've been talking about stop shoulding on yourself. Yeah. Um, because it's always external. It's always, it, it's either people saying it or us thinking they're thinking it. It, it doesn't yeah. necessarily have to be overtly them saying it, um, but at the same time, sometimes they do. And let's get away from shoulds and now go to could. So could I, but more importantly than could I is do I want to? Yeah, yeah. So tell us yeah, about definitely. what what the do I want to's have been for you. What, what have you wanted to do and gone? Actually, I really want to do that. I think well, lots of things. <laughs> Where do I start? Um, I mm. think it's, <laughs> particularly with him at that point, I really was like, do I do I want to ride at a top level? And I absolutely was um yeah yeah i do i really want to ride at the top level and i specifically remember the person that employed me i did a, a professionals competition which we didn't take our own horses to and it was really interesting i remember her saying to me um what you what what's your ultimate goal here you know what do you want to do and i was like to be honest with you the main thing i said i'd love to ride a grand prix but everyone wants to do that this is the unconventional side of me coming out um <laughs> i was like yeah i'd love to do that i said it's not be all mental yeah, you know, I actually, I just want to find the key to every horse I work with. And she was like, what? what? You don't want to ride Grand Prix? And I was like, no, I do. Like, I do. But it's more important to me to work out how every horse that I work with works, not necessarily getting them to, to, the, you know, to that point. In you know, It's not about the level. It's about how I work with the horse. Um, and, I, and I think that that's exactly, I want to work with the horse. I want, and I find this now in my clients, you know, I work with people. I want to help people. I want to inspire people. Um, and actually, probably that's a question that I've asked myself more recently in the stuff that we've we've done. In that, you know, what is my why? Um, and you know, my why is that I do like I absolutely love competing my horses and the journey that it's on. But I also want to inspire people to to believe that actually what isn't what they thought isn't possible is possible. That they can do it. Um, and that yeah. that's kind of what so yeah that's what i want to do that's cool and i think that's interesting though isn't it because that it doesn't mean you can't do other things it's just yeah. what's your bigger why and when we talk about goals people people always think the first thing that comes to mind is what we call an outcome goal which is a qualification a percentage a placing uh a championship you know that kind of thing and they're okay they're fine to have aren't they that you know they're all right they're kind of useful in some ways but if they're the only thing that's actually your goal too often we don't achieve them and then and then that sets us back but if you can come up with like you've said your goal is something what i call artfully vague which is the bigger picture the why the mission the vision um which is about you know what am i about what do i want what kind of person am i you know oh I, i'm someone who wants to help to inspire and help others and and achieve and i want to be doing the same thing and, and setting an example then actually the championships and the placings and things and it that they become less relevant now you still want them don't you but they're less yeah. relevant yeah yeah absolutely i think that is why i feel like i you know i've now was particularly these two that I've, I've my two homebrews that i've got coming up now it doesn't matter if stuff goes wrong and it doesn't matter like i went to a competition the other week uh, with the mayor and she was really naughty and i just laughed all the way through it and i was like we have to do this it has to go wrong before it can get better two weeks later she really well but it wouldn't that wouldn't happen if i had if i hadn't taken on board that this has to happen like and i'm okay yeah. with that because there is life beyond this test and there is life beyond the regionals and beyond the nationals it that's not what i want that's not part of my my, my agenda it's just a stepping stone along the way yeah and i think it's really common particularly in dressage that people think well, you can't really head up the next level until you've got to the nationals or you've been placed at the regionals or whatever it is and it's like there are people like you that got to into one that probably didn't even go to any of the regionals or nationals really did yeah. you? you just kind of kept going out and competing well, he, I mean, he, went, he, he went to the nationals at elementary and medium and advanced medium and PSG actually and into one. Okay, he went to the nationals okay, so level, but that okay. wasn't the goal. 
<laughs> but interestingly enough, I've always remember somebody I used to work with saying to me, oh, I never move up a level until I get 70%. Uh, and that is the very reason I got stuck at medium. That's why I plateaued. That's why my mindset had to stop and change. Because you can't, you, you're putting your score, your way of going, your goals in someone else's hands. And, you know, I'm, I'm not very funny, but we are reliant on, you know, what kind of mood the judge is on that day. And they had a bad lunch. You're 70% out the window, you know. And I, I just genuinely think you can't do that. You have to control the controllables. And, and for me, it was... It, after once I had that realization that I I don't need to be controlled by somebody, and if I'm waiting to get seventy percent, it may never happen. So why should that limit my horse's ability and m my learning? It shouldn't. I should be able to do what I want. Yeah, yeah. And how has that kind of outlook, this change in outlook for you, changed over the last few years? What what impact has that had upon you and your riding and what what you're able to do, and in fact on others as well? Uh, I kind of feel freer. <laughs> um, it's just a nice feeling because I think these days now, I mean, I, I, um, the thing is for me, it's not just every, every time I go out or every time I get on the horse, I'm just training for the next time. Like it's all just part of the bigger picture and the bigger process. And these guys, you know, my goal now is that I'd love to get one of them, if not both of them, to Grand Prix at some point. But they all have, they both have their own struggles and issues and yeah but that's fine because that's how I roll it's not it's not my journey if there's not struggle or an issue um <laughs> and I'm okay with that um but actually it's I, I think having that outlook just means there is no limits like there is no limits and if there is a limit it's because I've put it on and and why should there be I yeah and if oh. I put it on it means I can control it awesome so if you put the limit on, it means you can control it. Wow. I, I mean, that's, that's pretty. Yeah. And I mean, for people to hear that, they can, they're probably sitting there. Some people are going, oh, yeah, whatever. That's just that's just the stuff they write in books or, oh, here we go. Another one of those that says, oh, you can do anything you believe you can do it. But like what's changed? Because you didn't used to have that that mindset. No, I think it's because now, I think partly because I've been shown that it is possible. Like if I can do it on a 15-1 anger out who wasn't bred for it. I can do, I can I, I can do it on probably whatever I want if 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 I can do that. But I think in myself, I am much happier in how I'm going about things and the time that I'm allowing myself as well. I mean, we've done a lot of work on getting my lifestyle to fit around that. Um, and and I think understanding how how to keep that balance so that I can give my time to my best, which means you know I'm really present when I'm riding now instead of this just jumping on and they've been exercising, I've done it, I've ticked the box. And yeah, sometimes there is a place for that. Also now I can purposely practice stuff and, and have it in my head that this is this is how where I want to go. And do you know the bad days aren't so bad and the good days aren't really good. Like it's all just level and neutral and it, it flows. It just flows now. And I think yeah, a lot of the work that we've done through not but even the licensed coach stuff that we've been doing. But yeah, that it, it is huge. And I think that helps my clients as well because you know I, I'm now able to say actually you can do this. This is this is something and I think probably the belief in myself it is also it means that I can believe in my clients more as well. Yeah. Yeah it's really difficult to believe in other people if you don't believe in yourself. You've got to kind of breathe it live it and set that example haven't you there's no no point in just being the one that spouts the stuff but doesn't walk the talk yeah there yeah, is enough yeah, of those absolutely. out there i can tell you <laughs> uh, so yeah and and how so obviously you're on my licensed coach program which is a program to train people like yourself to do what i do to a certain level um what have you what have you discovered then by doing that that program so far because you're halfway through it's, now uh, yeah, that's scary. Okay, good. <laughs> um, I think it's really made me. I mean, I am absolutely fascinated by how people learn and process information. And I had a real moment a few years back 
uh, I was teaching a friend. She's always been a really good friend of mine. Um, and we kind of plateaued for a little bit. And I was like, I can't understand why I'm not getting, like, why, why can't we move past this? And she was the same. And interestingly enough, we chatted about it. We worked, sort of worked it out. And actually it turned out that she was much more of a th- theoretical person. So a bit of a theorist in that way. And the way she processed information was not the way I was delivering it. Um, and there was a mismatch there. And that sudden realisation of like, oh, my God, like I, I can't expect her to process information the way I deliver it because that's just how I work. Uh, and that has been huge and, and really reinforced by then what we're doing now on the course and how people process information, how they take it in um, and how they put it out as well, uh, which has been really cool to see. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously we've had the meetings with you, but then to see it in the clients as well and how they react to certain things and process that information and put it back out to me. Um, it's making the communication clearer and clearer. Uh, and if, if there's not, it's, it's easy to have a discussion about it. Um, and a lot of the time, I think people don't understand sometimes why they don't, why, you know, I might have said something or someone else might have said it, and they don't understand why they don't get it. And then they start beating themselves up about it. And actually, no, it's, it's fine. Like, and I was working with someone the other day and she was like, I just don't understand why, th- why this happened. And I sort of talked her through the situation and she was like, oh my God, that is me. That is why I, why, and she, she reflects on things and overthinks things a lot. Um, but it also means that she needs time to watch people do stuff, to take it in and really sort of process how that happens. And when we talk through it, she's like, yeah, that's, that comes out when I'm show jumping as well. And then all of a sudden she could really process why things happen. But then for me, you're just closing that feedback loop and it's just going round now rather than this kind of like staggered, jagged circle. <laughs> yeah and and so taking that on board then coming back to specifically goals yeah what what has changed for you and the way that you work with clients and the way that you support and help them as opposed to necessarily yourself when it comes to goals because we we're always talking about you know a good coach should help you with your goals a good coach should always say to you what do you want to achieve from this and things but then also, the other thing that I talk about is that we don't set goals up front in my system. If you follow the Eden Blueprint, which is what you're learning as a licensed coach alongside the other stuff as well, um, we do the goals in the third section. So the first section is where you are now. You need to know about that. The second section is, well, let's get rid of all the stuff that's in your way and all the mindsetting things. Now, you need a rough idea of where you're going to do those two bits, fair enough. But we don't get on to goals until the third piece because the stuff gets in the way of the goal setting, doesn't it? And yeah. I know, you know, as well as I do, that we, we're always coming across people that don't really want to set a goal, really, because they're, they're too frightened they'll fail. And I, you wrote a post on it the other day, actually, about, you know, not setting a goal because you're frightened you'll fail. So that sort of stuff and, you know, um, goal setting with clients and outcome goals and all these things. What, what's the stuff that you really find has made a big change in goals and the way you work with your clients? I think the whole starting with the end in sight thing, I think that really helps because a lot of the time, if people don't want to set a goal because they have that fear of failing, um, actually, it's really good for them to zoom out a little bit, gain that perspective and go, OK, like, like you do with, with the Eden Blueprint, you, know, you look at where you are at now. And look at then where you want to go. And then we can start to work back from that and go, OK, how do we achieve this? Because I think people get scared or intimidated by it. And also, I think that idea that they might not achieve it. But if if you've given yourself enough time and we've really got, we've really broken it down of what you need to do, we've, we've already started to put those processes in. You know, just setting the goals is the start. You've already started wheel turning at that point. Um, if you've had an idea of what you want to do, you've started the wheel turning. Um, and you know, I, I tend to get people to start small. We, t- we have a discussion about where they want to go. What's the bigger picture thing? What would they love to do? And I try and start with what would you love to do? Because often if you say, well, what do you want to do? Or you know, what level do you want to ride at? Suddenly they're like, no, I don't know. Um, but if it's from a place of love, they tend to be much more honest um and it's it's kind of like it gives them a nice warm feeling when they're talking about it and they start to light up about it because it's something they care about then i've got a way in to go okay so how are we going to get there what do we need to do back from that and when do we need to achieve it i think that's that really helps that that makes a big difference because you're creating a clear vision and path in that direction um yeah and i called someone today and i said you know 
we what we yeah, where where are we going? We know we've had this sort of talk about what the bigger picture is and she wants to do PSG. And I said, Well, let's put a time on it. You know, where when do you want to do this by? Um which is like, oh well, I don't know, it just seems so unattainable. Well, I said, Well, let's be realistic, let's put a time frame on this. And she knows the horse is older and everything, and she literally and, and we said, you know, maybe by the end of next year. And I said, it doesn't mean you have to go and do one. You can just be training at it. You can be realistic. It doesn't have to be, I want to win a priest of George. Um, it can be, I'd love to be able to train through it. And that's also how I set my goals in that I, I keep the wind, the door open a bit and go, well, I'd, if I can train through it, then maybe I can compete at it the next month or whatever. And you just kind of keep it flexible in your goals as well. Yeah. And I think that's where I can't stand smart. It drives me mad because smart goals are fabulous for like at work situations or things where there's quite a lot of stuff that's kind of within your control within reason and you're motivating others to do things or you've got a project to deliver you know that kind of stuff then smart is fabulous when people bring smart goals into horse riding oh because okay you need it to be specific well you need it to be specific enough that you know whether you're going to have achieved it or not fine it doesn't have to be massively specific like riding at psg is specific enough but it doesn't have to be competed at psg you know there's a yeah. there's a difference yeah. isn't there and then measurable yeah. okay yeah you need to know whether or not you've done it again but it doesn't have to be measurable like you do not have to set a percentage in there like you were saying because the judge might have had a bad lunch it, it's a really yeah. bad idea to do that um and then and then so what we've got then we've got um achievable well who's who's to say Who's the service achievable you've already proven that there were people that said to you you'll never get that arab to do anything and there it was at you know, into what? I mean, come on, and doing well into one as well. So, so that one's out the window. Realistic, yeah, okay, fine. But again, according to who? According to who? Like, yes, okay, there's some realism. If someone comes to me and they're currently, uh, you know, doing some unaffiliated 70 one day events and they say that the goal is badminton in two years' time, realistically, probably not going to happen. But you never flip in no. I mean, quite frankly, if they are actually going to train, six days a week with a top trainer on loads of fab horses you never know like it's not obviously <laughs> the qualification timings and things but yeah and also what is badminton do they mean round badminton in which case grassroots might be an option or do they mean five star so that's that one and then time bound oh that's a dangerous one with horses now isn't it you know oh, yeah. yeah we've got to we've got to put a bit of a time on it because we need to kind of not keep putting it off but at the same time, we put too much of a specific on it. Our horses get wind of this, don't they? And go, uh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. That one's not going to happen. I think you'll find <laughs> I'm going to do something ridiculous that you weren't expecting to put a kibosh on that timeline. Thank you very much. So <laughs> so we don't use smart goals, do we? But what system do you use? And it might be mine. I don't know. What system do you use that helps sort of define a goal or that you find really works with clients to help? know what they want and kind of have a rough idea where they're going but without being too smart d-smart that's what we need to do d-smart goals so i kind of use a combination of both <laughs> because yeah. if people haven't set a goal before and they're a little bit like oh god starting with the end of site is really intimidating i actually i actually allow them so i use smarter to say that this is a structure you could use so those people that are really logical and they need facts and figures that's where we start but i then say basically what all of you just said that it's you've got to be flexible it's not set in stone if we need to move it we can move it it's fine and then we go back through the whole a little bit like a, a bit, like your system basically and go through okay let's let's gain some perspective on where we are think about where we want to go think and then start with the end in sight and start gradually working backwards um and to the point then i know i've actually set up a little goal setter goal checker um accountability partner on, on my app actually where they just they can go on and they don't have to join it they can join it if they want but it means that they can they can pop on say what their goal is this week um, or this month and then they just check in weekly and they fit the form feedback to me that means they've got some accountability and help but it also means that they're not feeling overwhelmed by the fact that they've got this huge goal and they're not going to get there um and it's 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 kind of a nice compliment because they also don't have to say it to anyone. They don't have to put it out there. It's not like they're writing it on Facebook or anything. They're just putting it in on the app, and the only person that sees it is me and them. Um, and that's quite a nice, easy way of starting the ball rolling. <laughs> yeah, and I think accountability is a real key one because I always say the thing about goals is the first thing you've got to be really hugely motivated to want to do it. 
because there's that phrase isn't it if your dreams aren't don't scare you they're not big enough you because you know like if you're highly highly motivated like you were highly motivated you'll push further even if you don't really know you are at that moment but then you find it along the way you know keep plodding and sometimes the motivation comes so motivation is really important but an interesting part of motivation is this concept of um away from versus towards motivation so away from is the stick and towards is the carrot so all of us go oh yeah, yeah I'm, I'm towards i want the goal i want the goal but what they don't realize is that if there's no away from if there's nothing going whoa whoa don't slide backwards don't slide back but you've got to keep going forward that it's easy sometimes to plateau like you said because yeah. there's nothing stopping you from not going forward and so accountability is really key isn't it how how have you found yourself accountability how do you therefore do it with clients what what's been the real kind of key part of keeping someone motivated especially when they hit challenges or obstacles in the way because it's going to happen like that's why it's yeah. a goal and not a thing you're already doing yeah um i actually so for myself and i i try and absolutely do my best and nadia's right there i do so for my clients i run the online courses um which has really helped and that's uh, helped people a lot um, stay accountable but in a group with a supportive, a supportive community um, and I try to actively encourage people to use a journal of some kind so whether it's like, I've been using yours and I use our daily one as well um, because I kind of feel like it's if you can't if you're not tracking progress you can't see it and and that's really hard so then when you hit a challenge you don't want to do this anymore um, because it's really hard but actually if you can see that you have been improving and you are steadily getting there and you look at the bigger picture and I said this I remember on the other day and say just zoom out a minute let's just look at where you are on your journey you are much further along just because we've had a little dip here it doesn't mean that it's we're starting again um and I think and I you know I find this the hardest with Boris, my big horse, um, because he's so big, he struggles with foot balance issues. He's also really prone to colic. Um, and literally this last month, I said to people, he's like the most, uh, he is like an emotional roller coaster because one minute he's out there like, and literally he's got colic or his lane. And it is, it is this pattern. Now, two years ago, that would have ruined me and I'd probably just stopped. <laughs> Um, uh, but now I kind of feel like now I'm I have a totally different outlook onto it. Again, I look at the bigger picture, and I say, okay, nobody can take away what I've done. Every day I put a penny in the bank, and nobody can take that away. Whether that's the confidence bank or whether that's the learning or whatever. Every time I've done it, it's done. It can't it can't be taken away. So then, if he then does have a week that he's a little bit off on his feet because he's just been shot or whatever doesn't matter it's not it does it's not the be all and end all because bigger picture wise i can deal with this and have to keep in my head that we're going beyond the competition this weekend or yeah it, it's uh, all the time if i'm hitting a challenge i've got to look at it in an open mind bigger picture perspective not oh my God, that's it, that's, we're done, and this is hard, and, you know, he, again, for my riding, has been brilliant, because on the mental side, I have had to be so freaking on it, and all the work that we've done, probably that not even necessarily the work that I've done with you, but just from attending the, the license, because you haven't focused on the horses as such, but from attending the Eden stuff, from the ambassadors talks and things like that, I can go, okay, actually, I need to treat this horse like another person. He And he's super sensitive. He might be huge, but he's a mouse. He's a massive introvert. <laughs> and it is so hard to ride when I, you know, I, I want to be like, let's do this. And he's like, I don't really want to do this. And he's coming out now. But had I not taken the time to learn and understand him, I wouldn't necessarily be able to overcome the challenges that I have um, with him. And I think that's the important bit is is looking back seeing how far you've come and then go yeah actually i'm getting closer i'm i'm moving the line it might take longer but i'm getting there yeah i think that's really key isn't it i know there's the phrase you know don't go, don't look back you're not going that way and i'm totally with with that phrase in that keep driving forward keep keep just keep going that's cool but you know what sometimes looking back and going see how far i've come is so incredibly helpful how do you know when to keep looking forward and when to look back? I think 
Um, I tend to look back if I'm having a struggle <laughs> um, on a pure basis that if I've done it once, I can do it again. So that fills my fills my tank to go again, basically. You know, if I've if I've done this, I can do it again. I'm going again. Um, if I am in a good position and I'm feeling good, I tend to keep looking forwards. Um, because I need to, I'm on a journey, and particularly at the moment, I'm on a journey, I know where I want to go, and I'm absolutely direct about it. Um, I, but I know at any point, if I have a wobble off it, I can bat myself back onto it by going, we're moving, we're moving. The the the, the, the uh, momentum is with me, and I've just got to keep that rolling, even if we're, you know, if, if he's lame or if he colics. You know, two weeks ago, I was up all night with him colicking. Um, and he's fine. It's just the grass. Um, and the vet, even the vet says it's fine. You've just got to manage it. And I manage it. But it's, you know, every time you have in the back of your head, like, this could be the last time that we do this. Um, but for me, it's fine because I know I'm doing my absolute I, I've had to have that chat and I said, I'm doing 100% the most I can do for that horse. I can't do any more. So if it is the last time, then I, I've done everything I can for him. And if it's not, then we'll pick up tomorrow and we'll give you a pat and we'll carry on. And that's just, that's how we roll. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that's that's such a true thing that so many people find, isn't it? One horse owners, two horse owners, you know, most of the guys that you're listening in, you're leisure riders, you're not necessarily professional riders. Um, and even yourself, you know, you are you are a professional rider. That's, that's what you do and you coach. Um, but still, it still has to be like you still have to give it your all, do your best. But, you know, cut yourself some slack sometimes as well mm -hmm. when maybe it gets too much. And so what have what have you done? Like, because sometimes when you're like this, when you're yeah. blinkered and you're like, right, I'm going for it, I'm going for it, I've got to put everything in. And there definitely needs to be phases of that, doesn't it? Because that absolutely pushes you forwards, doesn't it? It really accelerates mm -hmm. the journey. Um, but when do you know, and I know we've discussed this a lot because we had to when you had your concussion and things, when do you know when to go, whoa, 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 okay, foot off the accelerator for a minute. I've been I've been on the blinkered path, the go, go, go for a little bit too long and I need to just get some balance back in. How do you know and, and how do you help clients to know that as well? I think you might have frozen a little bit. Oh, no, you normally come back, Amy. I'm frozen for a second. Oh, no. Oh, oh no, now we've just got the twirly thing going around. Oh, yes, she's back. Yeah, back. You're back. You're back. You're back. You're back. Okay. And you've gone again. <laughs> oh, that was such a good question. I can't even remember what I asked now. If anyone's got any questions, by the way, do put them in the chat. Any questions okay. for Amy? And back. Will... She's back. I can stop filling now. <laughs> I feel like I could do live TV now. I've got so much practice with this. <laughs> Go, because I forgot what the question is. Hopefully you can remember it. How do, how do, I, how do I know when to take the foot off the pedal, basically, I think was your yeah. question. Yeah. So I um, I live by, and I again, Boris has been the biggest teacher of me for this, is stress plus rest equals growth. Um, and I now work on the basis that I cannot go keep stress, 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 because it will not allow me the opportunity to grow. Because if I don't rest, I won't grow. Um, so I absolutely try now, even when I try and work out my plans for the horses and even with me with work and things like that, I will push, 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 push. And then I will rest. And it's the same with the horses. I plan them. I try to work them in like six week cycles. So the first one or two weeks is gradually building up. Weeks three and four, which is what I'm in currently, is hardcore for all of us, including me on my fitness work. And then five and six, I actually taper off, but keep the intensity. And then one and two, we drop down for a bit of a rest again. Um, and it, I try to do that as best I can, because if you don't plan your peaks and troughs, they'll happen for you. Hence getting smacked in the face. Um, and that's kind of that is how I try my best to do it now is that for I'm allowed to push because I, I, I'm a person I'm a go-getter I like to do I'm highly motivated and if I tell myself that I can't do that I get really frustrated so I allow myself to push as long as it is then put in with a break so for example I'm right smack bam in the middle I've cut, I'm coming up to week three four I've been pushing really hard for the last couple of weeks myself um, and then I'll be away. The, I'm going away in the beginning of next week for two or three days and we'll just not do horses and not do work. Um, and then I'll build back up again. 
Um, and I think it's just, I, I have had to be aware of that. The concussion, the post-concussion syndrome really, I mean, I, my body wouldn't let me not do that. Uh, and like I say, that's why it's probably been the best thing in the world for me, because now I appreciate that I have to, I have to rest. But also I think in that situation, even it's not even physical, it's, it's the mental thing. And I, and I'm trying to say this to my clients as well, that when you've worked really hard for something, if you don't rest afterwards, you can't stay at peak forever. It's just not a thing. Um, and the more you push, there is a point when you get very close to doing something, you start to move away from it again. Um, and when yeah. you get to that point, you need to stop. You need to have a rest. And whether that's just in a session or bigger picture wise, you have to stop. Have a rest. Stress plus rest is growth. <laughs> yeah. Stress plus rest equals growth. I love that one. I've not heard that one, but it's perfect. It's absolutely uh, brilliant. And Eddie Jones. The thing podcast. is, you're very well. Uh, sorry. Rugby, rugby coach podcast. Ah, <laughs> That's how he trains okay, his players. Uh, <laughs> I need to listen to the rugby coaches podcast then, clearly. Um, I'm obviously listening to the wrong type of coaches podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I generally watch rugby, but apparently for the wrong reasons. So, okay. So, um, you know, a lot of people are probably listening into this and going, you know, wow, light bulbs. I mean, we know there are the comments coming through. So what are the main things then that you would say when it comes to goals that are the myths and the fallacies and the trite that just gets reeled out all over the place that you would say, like, that's not that that's not in my way of doing it. That's not what I do or what I think. Uh, I think the biggest one has to be that you absolutely like if you're setting a goal that you're not setting yourself up for failure, you're just setting an intention, actually. Um, and, and people and if that's and it's that that's the excuse for not setting a goal, then you've already set your limit, which mm. for me is you're already limiting yourself, um, which means then do you really want the goal? That that's the bit. And, and I think that is, goes the other way then probably is when people go, yeah, no, I really want it, I really want it, but they, they never achieve it. You have to check that it aligns with your why. Like, it, it's not it's not always because you're not trying hard enough. You haven't tried really hard. But if it doesn't fit with you, it doesn't have to. Um, so, yeah, I think I think those would be my two big ones is actually two ends of the scale there. But <laughs> that actually, yeah. you know, goal setting doesn't limit you. It actually it should open doors for you if it's done in the right way um and actually you know you you can't if, if it doesn't align with you you can't achieve it and it's my yeah. i hate the word i can't i can't but it's true and it's possible yeah absolutely i i absolutely i love that and and i think we're going to leave on that pearl of wisdom now because we're going to go backstage in a few minutes for the vips where they get to find out some more from you but i think some absolute nuggets although there is one question though that i do want to ask you that's come through which is was there a time when you didn't believe in yourself and everyone around you did but they've seen the potential in you was there a time um uh oh, yes and no and um, there was definitely a a time that perhaps i felt and probably it was after when i'd started going freelance and, and then actually online no there was another time when when everybody around me when i was first coming into the dress art world and people were doing like international teams and things like that people that i was at school with um, and people that i was in pony club with and i just didn't have the horsepower to do that so i was i think then i was a bit like oh my god like i don't even know because i didn't know where i was or what i was doing um i probably then was a bit like i'm not sure that i can do that but i was lucky that i was surrounded by people that were like yeah come on you can do this um but then yeah i think maybe a couple of years ago well, i say a couple of years ago probably four or five years ago now when i was in that interim period when actually i wasn't sure whether it was kind of acceptable to be a rider like a coach that doesn't ride as much like if because it, it's not it wasn't financially viable for me um and i didn't want to sell myself actually i really wanted to compete and ride and do the best that i could and i couldn't do that by having lots of horses on a really busy yard um and and not actually having any time for me to perform to my best and, and that was a hard time i was a bit like maybe i shouldn't be yeah maybe i can't be a rider actually i can be a rider I just don't have to be a rider on a big scale. Um, and, and yeah, that, I think, 
yeah and we will talk more about it now backstage and vip actually this this idea of um what happens when people believe in you but you don't what happens when you believe in you and other people don't you know and that side of it because it both of them are, are difficult to manage but we're not going to discuss that now we're going to go backstage vip um so those of you who are vip you will have had the link sent through to you um to go on zoom backstage that will have either come by email or messenger or both actually it should have come to you by both. so check those out might need to check the junk mail but thank you so so much amy that has been absolutely fascinating lots of people have had some great light bulbs some great inspiration i mean you know you have some great inspiring stories but what i love is that it's not just about you it's about actually this is this is i walk and talk this it's not just about me going well i could do it you can you actually get your clients to improve and you you help to understand your clients as well and i really do think that that's a sign of a great coach and i honestly think you're going to overtake me one day in this stuff because you get it so well i'm going to be like oh yeah amy you can just here have you you could just do all the coaching you'll be like no that doesn't fit in with my timeline that's not going to happen <laughs> but you made me do <laughs> yeah sorry yeah yeah it is terrible sometimes when the uh, the student becomes a teacher i can tell you i'm experiencing that with a few of you guys now i really am i'm like i get told off by joe all the time for things now i'm like oh darn wish i hadn't taught you this stuff you're using it back on me so anyway thank you so so much amy it's been an absolute pleasure we're going to hop backstage at eight o'clock. So just in a few minutes, so we've got time for a quick break. Um, and um, if anyone wants to get a hold of you, they could just contact you on Amy Blount Dressage. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Facebook super. and Instagram. Super, super. All right. Thanks very much, Amy. We'll catch up soon. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast, so please do subscribe, follow us, and we look forward to you listening in to our next one. Bye, everyone.